Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right, listen to what Jim Valvano said 21 years ago. I now have a responsibility to also not ever give up. I'm not special. I just listened to what the man said. I listened to all that he said, everything that he asked of us. And that's to build the V Foundation. We miss Stewart every day. And I want to make sure you know the V Foundation's Stewart Scott Cancer Research Fund honors Stewart's legacy by awarding grants to scientists who are addressing racial disparities in cancer outcomes and providing opportunities to researchers from diverse backgrounds. ESPN and the V Foundation are proud to support this fund in Stewart's honor and his memory. You can support as well by visiting v.org slash Stewart. Such an important week for all of us at ESPN and so thrilled to be back here with you off an incredible night last night. Bart is uh, is taking on all kinds of disagreement from every Taking strays from everybody. He is, but he's right. He's on the aisle today. We got the middle, we got the window <laughs> working here. We are live from the seaport brought to you by Grey Goose. Lewis Riddick with us as well. Let's do it. If you missed it last night, you missed an unbelievable game. Thank Blexon. Cowboys and Seahawks and all Dion and Shadour there. Future head coach. All the action. Let's take a look at this thing. Seahawks down three nothing early, but here comes Gino, and oh, what a night D.K. Metcalf had! Uh, same thing, make you laugh, make you cry. You want to be the guy, uh, Bland? You're gonna get those strays. Deron Bland had a very tough night last night. Cowboys' first deficit at home all season, but ensuing drive. How about the night C.D. Lamb had here, Bartholomew? It was one of those things. It was a, it was a back and forth. It was beautiful for the game. I enjoyed myself greatly. Last it was a magnificent night. little banana cone, yes. Zero punts in the game last night. Final seconds of the first half. Seahawks down, but not for long. It's DK again. That man is a grown man. Like I said, he had a tremendous night. He's just too big. He's massive. He's an alien. Seahawks go into halftime up 21-20, and they keep it going. Opening drive, third quarter. How about this, Graziano? He takes it himself. He takes it himself. The Seahawks needed this win, and they played like a team that needed to win. 28-20 Seattle, but now back we go the other way. Tony Pollard. He takes it, and Dallas doesn't go for the two. 28-27 Seahawks. Fourth quarter, same score. Here comes that guy again. Another TD for DK. And listen, this is great right here. You know, cover zero. You know, um, you look at what... He did throw the ball up, and Geno played well last night. I think that's a big story as well. Six catches for Metcalf, 140 yards, three yards, three touchdowns, and oh, oh, Dak is down, but then he's not. Eli Manning of the Super Bowl, and then throws a perfect ball for a great completion. Jalen Tolbert playing the road of David Tyree, if you will. <laughs> Maybe not a spectacular catch, but an unbelievable play by Dak. That one again, keeping, keeping it alive. Cowboys turn that into a field goal, so it's 35-30 Seattle. Now, fourth and one. Midfield, seven minutes to go. Seattle goes for it on the fourth and short. Tremendous play by Marcus Lawrence, you know, stunning on the play and becoming a moving target, taking the bullseye off. Gives Dallas the short field, second and seven. Boy, Jake Ferguson has become such an important part of this offense. They go for the two and get it, so Dallas is up 38-35. Now another fourth down for Seattle. This time they have to go for it. Not on the same page. Young rookie receiver, not on the same page. Understand that he was the high. They turn it over on downs again. Now Cowboys 
Third down and three. Seattle has no timeouts. Reedy, there's a 15% chance of this play working. You just handed P. Carroll 40 more seconds to have the ball. And, but he wasn't able to work with him. That's Micah Parsons closing out the game on another fourth down. So much to talk to coming out of this game. And it begins with the quarterback of the Cowboys. So often questioned last night. Spectacular. I put a lot into this game. I prepared my ass off. Uh, got amazing coaches and players around me right now doing the exact same. So I understand nobody's opinion defines me. People can say whatever they want. But, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing. Oh, I like that. He's got the pen. I'm, I'm writing that line down. I love it a lot. You see Lewis is with us here. But, Mike, I'm going to start with you. We've been on this game. We basically have been almost all morning long on the game because there's so many angles. And you turned to me in the break and you said there's one thing we haven't even mentioned yet. He's going to be the highest paid player in the sport within the next four months. His market green has taken off like a rocket. If we go back to the offseason, we talk about right down the line, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and then we said, all right, Patrick Mahomes, you go last. Not so fast. He's 30 years old, Greedy. He's in the MVP conversation, and he cannot be franchised. Hard stop. Dak Prescott will be the highest-paid player in the sport within a matter of months. It's, it's just Very an interesting thought to throw into the conversation. Oh. Lewis, let's talk about this. Let's let's start with Dak. Again, you know what? I, we had other plans. Forget it. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm not doing anything else. I didn't come back to talk about anything besides this game last night. Lewis, so commercial free, yeah. 20 minutes. Sit down. We're gonna, we've got tons to get to here. Lewis, Dak Prescott, <laughs> has he answered every question? He's never played better than he's playing this last month or so. And I saw what Aaron Rodgers was saying about him. What did you take out of that? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I loved it. You know, you, you love when you hear great players talk about how great other players are playing. Now, I understand that Dak still has something still to answer, and that is – as the games gain importance, especially as you move here into the month of December and then in the postseason, will he be able to have those 30 for 40 games, 350 plus yards, no, no interceptions, three TDs, and make those crucial throws like he was able to do last night? Because what he is doing right now in terms of his completion percentage above expected, his QBR in the pocket, outside the pocket, third down, I mean, it right now, it is graduate PhD level stuff. He is controlling the entire thing from beginning to end. You know, Aaron Rodgers was talking about the fact that, you know, people kind of make a joke about his, his new cadence, this new cadence that they use down in Dallas where you hear Dak saying, here we go. And, and people kind of laugh about it. And they were laughing about it on the broadcast last night. Aaron Rodgers was saying, look, I think it's pretty cool because what it shows you is he is so comfortable in the system that they have put into place down there and the way he is able to change up some of the things within his snap cadence. And he got a people to jump off sides last night. He, he's doing all the little things. He's finding the incremental improvements in his game that right now have you talking about him. You cannot talk about him um, without really mentioning the fact that he's one of the very best. Now, he just needs to do it in the biggest of moments, namely the postseason. But, hey, Mike brings up a great point. This offseason – is going to be an absolute lottery ticket for him if he can keep up this pace right now. A lottery no ticket. Very quickly, before I go to Bart, uh, that was, Jack, I just ripped up accidentally the uh, stats from last night's game. I need last night's box scores reprinted, please. Uh, thank you very much. That, uh, score that one E1 if you're keeping Jack at home. That said, Bart, the one doubter, yeah. has Dak answered your questions? 
So far, so good, but I have more questions. And right. those, those questions can only be answered in the postseason when it's a guy on the other side. Listen, Geno Smith was the B-side of this matchup. It's going to be times where Dak is going to be the B-side with Jalen Hurts, maybe against Brock Purdy, which is crazy to say, a $900,000 uh, uh, quarterback. Yeah. But he's going to be the maybe the B-side. Can he beat that guy? Can he elevate? Because I understand, listen, he's answered the questions, but that's not the question we had about Dak Prescott. He's had tremendous regular seasons. We've seen this, this movie before, and he says that he's the, the he has the pen. I don't know what it is with quarterbacks and pens. Geno last year, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back, knowing all that be, stuff. They, they all want pens, right? They want to be writers, but he's never wrote, written himself a happy ending. So yeah. does he write a happy ending this right. year? Because that's the only thing we care about because what, what, what Mike said is he's going to be the highest paid guy. Well, that means they're going to lose some great players. Is he a guy that, like Mahomes, when he loses his weapons, when he loses the depth of his team, can he overcome then? That's when you pay guys the highest. Can you be a plus multiplier to quote you directly? Very quickly, Jack, if you would. Thank you very much. That's Jack, our director of printing operations. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah. To Bart's point, though, this is what's so impressive about Dallas. Dalton Schultz graduates. He goes to Houston. That's Luke Schoomaker, Jake Ferguson, they step up, and that's what's going to happen. Demarcus Lawrence is going to graduate. But Dak Prescott will be the highest paid player. He can't be franchised. He's 30 years old. And these okay. young tight ends are a great example of what Dallas is doing. They're going to pay Dak. They're going to pay Micah Parsons. Go and they're going to lose Tyron Smith. Yeah, and they're going to lose Tyron Smith. They'll move Tyler Smith out to left tackle. Yeah. That's how you have sustained yeah. success. Get in here, guys. Go, 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 go. They're franchise. Look, you say the answer to every question. You cannot answer the questions on the final exam while you're taking the midterm. Right? He, he's acing the class right now, Dak Prescott is. Right? So, so, but, that's and, Georgetown and he's set right up there. Exactly. And he's set up. Um, he's set up for success. Like, he is playing as well as he ever has. The best year he's had in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, closest to the Super Bowl was his rookie year, right, when he had that monster year with all the touchdowns, no interceptions, and, and they came this close to beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the second round of the playoffs. He's, he, if he keeps going like this, especially if they can catch the Eagles. The Eagles lose to the Niners this week and the Cowboys beat the Eagles yeah. next week. I understand, two big ifs. Then he, he has a chance to go into the playoffs Set up but, like that with home games and all that. But it's still a long but, way but, to go. But yeah. That doesn't mean he can't yeah. do it. Like, right, like right. We're yeah. sitting here. It's not finished yet. But he is looking great. He, he bet on he himself. absolutely set up to, to he, cash it He in. bet on himself like Flacco did, right? Yes. And listen, he understood what this contract was about. It was pretty much a prove-it deal. It was pretty much a two-year deal wrapped up in four years right, or less. Right. right, so can he answer that test if he wins the Super Bowl? But if he gets bounced in the first round and he he's plays bad, paid. I understand he's getting paid, but then you have to understand, if Dallas, but, this is the best team they're going to have. You can't lose those type of players. every if year, it, though. Okay. So, yeah, right. and they lose every year. So, so, so I side, they always come back good. I sidetracked us into this. Never Let's let's go big picture on the Cowboys here for a moment. Because okay. clearly, it, it, every now and again, Lewis, we receive these reminders that while the NFL season feels like it goes by mm -hmm. fast, it is actually so long. I'm old mm -hmm. enough to remember when we said <laughs> mm -hmm. the Cowboys offense is a real question mark, but that defense is Super Bowl yeah. caliber. That, that, was, that was like <laughs> September of this year. Here we are now, and have we reversed it? Dak looks magnificent. He's found the two tight ends. Pollard has finally gotten it going a little bit. The running game looks a little bit better. C.D. Lamb has emerged as a true number one. Yeah. Is the Cowboys' defense a problem right now, Lewis Riddick? Yeah, I, I think there are some cracks showing. And, and I think as the competition gets better and better and people really start to put a book together about, okay, look, how do we best neutralize what this team does best? I think you will see teams attack them in a very, very specific type of way. 
Look, you saw last night. They obviously, look, as much as people wanted to put Deron Bland in that defensive MVP conversation, Seattle said, hold on for a minute. Hold on. We're going to put our freakazoid of a wide receiver out here. And when he gets up on the line of scrimmage and you want to run single safety middle coverage and Deron Bland wants to play him at the line of scrimmage, we obviously feel as though we can get after this guy and get our work done early in the down at the line of scrimmage. And then he don't have the speed to deal with a top flight guy like DK down the field. And what happened? He beat him like a drum over and over. When he got the pick, the ball was thrown behind the receiver and he was playing off coverage. So there's, there's some cracks shown in the secondary. Number two, the second level of the defense right now. A team that can attack them between the numbers, running the football, play action, throwing the football over the middle against these linebackers, whether it be in man coverage or in some of their pattern match zone comp sets, are going to give them problems, man. Especially if the game is tight and it's even and you just can't pin your ears back and rush the passer. So yeah, there are some cracks right now that are showing on the defensive side. Now... This really sets up for Dak in a way that is just monumental for me because, look, his running game can barely average over four yards per carry despite the fact that the offensive line is playing pretty darn good. And if he can carry them and play like he's been playing and they can win some games and, God forbid, get to the Super Bowl for all the Dallas haters, oh, my goodness. Do you know what I, I kind got- of contract this man's going to get? Yeah, yeah. So, so the contract, it, 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 well, that, no that's pro. one part of it. But let's, let's focus in on the defense for a minute here. Yeah. So what we're saying is that they need like a rough, tough, nasty linebacker oh. in the middle of that defense, mm-hmm. someone like Bart Scott but a little bit younger. And, oh, by the way, that person unimaginably on December 1st is available. You're talking about Shaq Leonard, who the Colts cut last week and who visited the Dallas Cowboys earlier this week but also then visited the Philadelphia Eagles after he left Dallas. This is a free agent who is available to sign with any team, and the Cowboys have a, a level of interest. The question is, you know, what level is that relative to other teams, specifically in this case Philadelphia? He's in a great spot if those are the two teams bidding on him because those are two teams that are competing against each other. But I think we'll have an answer on that this weekend or early next week, and it is possible that that's a player Dallas is able to add to its defense at this time of year. Yeah, and greeting from a GM perspective, what mm. I would say to Shaq is, okay, we're going to stretch – we're going to guarantee some money in 2024 to make sure that you don't go to Philly. And I think, to, going back to Lewis's point for a second, I think where Dallas deserves a lot of credit is when you juxtapose, let's say, them and Buffalo. Buffalo loses Matt Milano, Davis White, and obviously their season's going one way. Dallas lose two good players in Van Der Esch and Trayvon Diggs, and they're you know, still right there. So how you improve from within is really important, but when you get yeah. an opportunity like Shaq Leonard, I think you have to stretch and get it done. Listen, I mean, I think if you, but, if you step back and consider yeah. the situation, if, you take, if you've got Dak and you add Shaq to that attack, they've been taking oh. a lot of flack because the defense has been whack, but they would be the Mac in the bounce back oh if they were goodness. able to bring in Shaq. So to me, it seems <laughs> oh, like a natural, right? It just feels like a natural <laughs> thing. Why do you have to change but, his but, name? But, but I, I, love, I, love, I love the fact that you, you know, the competition for, for Shaq Leonard is within the division, right? Because he's looking back, and I feel like both yeah. teams are displaying for him or, or, or auditioning for him this week, right? Both can use him, but sometimes, you know, even if you're Philly, do you pay a little bit more just to keep him from going to Dallas, right? Yeah. So, like, he's in a great position because he has yeah. – He's high in demand, right, and it's low supply. And the fact that when you think about, you know, also, you know, if you're, if you're Shaq Lynn, you're saying, 
who do you think you can win a Super Bowl with? Because the Super Bowl is what pushes your value up through the roof. He can always say, I'm 28, you know, and yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not the player I used to be, but I haven't had a full season to heal and adjust and have a good offseason right. in training. So it's not the fact that he may not be able to come back. He's 28 years old. Right. We, we, give, we give guys who have knee surgeries excuses all sure. the time. No, that's exactly he can heal right. up and be great and play at a high level. No. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you damn straight I want a multi-year deal because I'm a multi-year type of player. You got to cut Shaq some slack and see if he can come back. Mm-hmm. Go Bars. ahead, uh, Lewis, if you will. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Greeny, you're on it, man. You're on it. Look, I think what Shaq brings to this team even more so is leadership. A guy who, Bart, you know this. You know the dude who stands in front of the other 10 on defense yep. has got to have that presence, even if he doesn't have the same kind of skill that he had at one point in time. When I was in Cleveland in the early 90s, Pepper Johnson was not the same player he was when he was at the Giants with LT and with Carl Banks and those dudes. But when Pepper stood in front of the defense, you knew what he was telling you was going to help us get off the field on third down in the red area. They need that guy on that side of the football. Mm -hmm. So when things start happening like last night, that one guy who can say, let's calm this down. This is what we need to do. I'm going to be the Dan Quinn on the football field. I don't know if they have that guy, but they better find him quickly. Okay, so those are all of the big picture questions coming out of last night's game. There are two huge little picture questions that must be addressed. Let's start with the decision that Mike McCarthy made late in this ballgame. We're in the final two minutes. The Seahawks playing defense have no timeouts left. Cowboys have a three-point lead, and on third down and three, they chose to go for the the, the jugular here. They throw the ball in the end zone, trying to win the game with a touchdown. Mike T., you've got a major problem with it. This has a 15% chance of working. You need three yards to end the game, Greeny. Run the ball, because if you get the first down, game is over. You said to Pete Carroll, here, here's 40 more seconds. Imagine if Mike McCarthy, the head coach, had said to his defense, hey, do you guys want to defend for 40 more seconds or not? You run the ball, hopefully end the game. If not, you're up six points, and now Seattle has one minute to go to go score a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, so again, the, 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 the decision you're making here on that fourth down is not kick, or, or on the third down, third. is not just give up and kick the field goal. You right. can still be trying to get the first down, but you can do it in such a way that it keeps the clock running no matter what. Yeah, I understand that. Right, shorter, there are shorter pass plays available, higher percentage throw, and maybe it's easy easy for us to say that. Dak Prescott right now is in a zone, and C.D. Lamb right now is in a zone where Dak drops back and sees him one-on-one with anybody in the world. He figures, we're going to score if I throw it to him. And it didn't work out. I, so I get what they're thinking in the moment. I get what Mike McCarthy's thinking in the moment. I get, I get what Dak Prescott's thinking in the moment. Stepping back away from it today, my guess is they're thinking, wish we'd taken one of those underneath routes, got the first down, four more plays, chance to <clears throat> kneel out the game. Or, or, or take the sack, right? Because Dak can just eat it. If right. once the guy don't go for the double move, right? He, 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 Explain you what you saw on the play. Before anything else, just for the folks okay. who were just joining us, Bart is the one person who is defending to at least some degree the play. This is the route that C.D. Lamb runs. Why does it make some sense to you, Bart? Because cover one, C.D. Lamb has been eating. They have two. Um, they have a double uh, rut route going underneath, so Dak has mad options. He also can use his legs as well. And you see a guy one-on-one who's not their top-end corner one-on-one against the best player on the field yesterday, and CeeDee Lamb couldn't be stopped. 
and you anticipate that, that defenses are taught to sit at the sticks at fourth and three. They didn't play that because they inverted the safety that take, took away the slant so the guy didn't bite on the slant. But traditionally, with the pre-snap read, when you see a guy one-on-one, mm. he has to sit inside for that slant. So that's, that's a walk-in. They Listen, give Seattle credit, right? But how many times this year have we seen teams with a minute or less that just had 27 seconds when you talk about a guy who's eaten with two great vertical routes, uh, yes. runners, right? Fan can go vertical. You talk about Metcalf. Like, you get a pass interference, you, it doesn't yes. matter. A minute is still tremendous amount of time. In a game. But, Bart, you're hurting yourself with that point because now you have 42 more seconds to defend that. I I totally understand what you're saying. doesn't mean I agree with it, but I understand the thinking. And I thought that was – We always judge the the result, not not the decision. I get it. And the result is they win the game. The point is if Seattle goes down there and wins the game with 30 seconds or less left on the clock, imagine how different the conversation would be here this morning. Lewis, I'll give you the final word on that decision. Mm. Yeah, look, Seattle hadn't punted all night long. Yeah, right. They hadn't stopped DK Metcalf all night. There's no way I'm leaving them any more time than I possibly have to leave them. So, Bart, I guess the question I would ask you also is this. Let's just say that this is a scenario and you're up against Philadelphia or up against San Francisco, and you know you have Jalen Hurts or you have Brock Purdy on the other side of the ball, and you're leaving them 40-something extra seconds. Are you still saying this is an okay decision to make here, whether you make it or don't? You, saw that, you think it's okay to leave them 40 more extra seconds, those I'm, two I'm, quarterbacks as opposed to Geno? I mean, I'm say, what I'm saying I, I, is – There's just no scenario where I'm leaving them this. What I'm saying is he went for the juggler. He knew his defense wasn't playing well, so he was trying to get the first down so he didn't give a quarterback an opportunity to go down and be a hero. These are the decisions. Let me leave it here for the moment. These are the decisions coaches get paid all that money to make. They wind up winning the game anyway. We are going to come back to it. There was another huge decision made late in the game last night that we have to dive into in a moment, and we will. We'll also dive into this. Cowboys now get Philly this weekend. Philly's got to deal with San Francisco before that. We will look at all of that plus the playoff chaos. Don't miss the scenario that could throw this thing into an utter state of oblivion. Next. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all 
all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Back on Get Up, wake up call. Dak Prescott, the go ahead touchdown. Jake Ferguson, play it. Belt high snap. Prescott with plenty of time. Lofts it in zone. Jake Ferguson. Covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. Fergie into the end zone, and Dallas takes the lead in the fourth. That was Fergalicious there, and so we'll look at the NFC playoff picture as we speak. As of now, the Eagles will get the first round by. Cowboys will be on the road. Against the NFC South leading Falcons. As we know, there's a lot <laughs> as we know, there are a lot of things left to be worked out. Giants and Bears still mathematically alive. Coming up, we talked about the other little picture thing. The fourth down call, the decision made by Seattle that could cost them their season. Only Bart can explain it. Plus, no one could possibly be prepared for one scenario I'm gonna present as a possibility for tomorrow that could throw college football into chaos like you've never seen. Don't miss it next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, and we take a look here at the final play of last night's game between the Cowboys and the Seahawks. This is what really ultimately decides the game. The Seahawks never punted in this game. Neither team punted in this game, but they did turn it over on downs on each of their final three possessions last night, and that's the final one. And as you see on that play, Micah Parsons, you're thinking to yourself, boy, it doesn't look like they even blocked him. And the reality is that's because they didn't. Mm. (laughs) Listen to Geno Smith on the strategy at the last play of the game last night. 
You know, it is design. That was, uh, he had to squeeze right tackle, had to squeeze right there versus zero. Um, so he did the right thing. Micah coming free, uh, we knew that would possibly happen. Uh, tried to get the ball around him uh, and just wasn't able to. Okay, so that, that's the second little picture thing. We talked about how the Cowboys made a very questionable decision in just the moment that led up to that by throwing the ball on that third down play. Now here you are on fourth down play mm-hmm. on a, with your game on the line. And again, this is a game that could wind up costing them the playoffs. They're 6-6 six and six after that loss. When you hear them say, Lewis, that their strategy involved leaving Micah Parsons unblocked, what is your reaction? Yeah, you're, you're not really playing the odds in your favor. You're not trying to stack the odds in your favor when you're just saying, hey, look, Micah, get down in a 40-yard dash sprint, and we're going to see whether or not we can get DJ Dallas across the formation fast enough and Geno can find an arm angle, you know, uh, acceptable enough to get the ball around you and get it to DJ Dallas. That, that just, to me, does not sound like a good strategy. I'm taking care of number 11 first and foremost. And then I'm trying to get the ball to my best playmaker, not DJ Dallas, who had just started playing in the fourth quarter when Zach Charbonnet went out of the football game. Look, there's so many other guys on your football team when you're talking about players over plays, right? That's become a familiar refrain right now. Mm -hmm. Players over plays. So DJ Dallas is the guy, and you're going to let the best guy on the other team go ahead and have a running start at your quarterback? Like that, that just like all those kind of things. Like, man, the NFL is about playing the odds. It's about trying to stack them in your favor, especially when you're talking about situational football. That just seems like dumb football to me. That doesn't seem like that doesn't seem very smart. Hey, let's just chance it. Let's just chance it with with, with Micah, and let's throw the football here to DJ Dallas, and let's just hope that he can get across the formation without this pass rush that has just been bludgeoning our offensive line and making Gino let go of the football in under 2.5 seconds on a regular basis. Let's see if we can get him across the formation cleanly and get him out of here so we can pop a big one. That's just You're just trying to get the first down. You're not trying to pop a big one right there. You're trying to get the first down. This doesn't seem like smart football. So to be clear, while I'm the one on the island, it has been Bart who has actually been on the island all day. You <laughs> defended the DAC decision, and he actually drew up the play. Show everyone the scribbling that you've been doing. <clears throat> he's walking over in every break, and he's trying to – you can't see it, but he's trying to show everybody, like, all the different plays and everything like that of what it looks like. Look at this. He actually drew up c- – come over here. Come over here and show them. Like, he's actually drawing up with X's nose. Greeny, you have to understand, if he does this, he hits his head on the goalpost. This is the conversation okay. that we are having. Tell everyone it's, why, in your mind, this decision made sense. It's hard uh, sometimes to paint words. Um, I mean, paint pictures with your words. But to me, this was high-end football. Uh, this was chess at its finest. And, you know, did Seattle come out on the wrong end? Yes. Right? We've we seen a similar play um, a couple weeks ago where – you know, you talk about Patrick Mahomes taking a chance with Valdez Scanley. Was it the right play? Yes. Like, it's usually unsung heroes who make these type of plays because those are the guys who are forgotten about. Like, this was a cover zero. Geno knew he had to get the ball out of his hands. His job is to back paddle as much as he can and throw up a meatball. It doesn't have to be a great play. This is a pick play cover zero. You see that the, the slants are to take the, take the coverage away and sneak them out. The problem is Demarcus Lawrence is so late off the ball that he wasn't where he's supposed to. He went outside instead of inside because in the cover zero, you're taught never to be late and you're taught to go underneath everything because you don't want one guy to be able to block two if they block you out. It was a masterful play because if Marcus Lawrence was late and didn't do his job at a high end, he fell into something special. But, like, I, Bart, <laughs> I go back to what Lewis said. In high leverage moments, okay. it's, it's always about players, not plays. 
And if I'm Seattle, what I'm saying is, in consequential moments, Excuse me. I have to know where number 11 is. Didn't David Tyree make a big play? He made. He played play. special teams his entire damn life. I know. And he made the biggest play in Super Bowl history. I understand that, but I mean, that is such a unique scenario that, that everyone knows it, what you're referring to just by mentioning his name. That's why it is so un, unusual. The Here's the point. Here's the only point that we will make. Bart, in both plays that you've been defending, all each team needed was a couple of yards. Right. And you're calling, you're drawing up touchdowns. That's for the Woody, but that's the Woody boot, right? That's the Woody boot. He's coming from the opposite side. So Michael Parsons, can you use his aggressiveness against him? I don't know what you the don't Woody have, boot is. Okay, well, you don't have you don't have a lot of great plays <laughs> when it's cover zero coming. You just gotta throw it up and hope you pick right. I'm almost positive Minnesota and Wisconsin play for that, the Woody boot every weekend, <laughs> right? Don't think it. Final word, go. I, I get it both ways. Like he's drawing up the plays. The X's and O's make total sense. But to Lewis's point, right, somebody, it's somebody's job to say that's a great play here for this situation. However, that's Micah Parsons, and that's just DJ Dallas. Like, that's not even, like, Ken Walker or whoever our number one. So, so I think I, I can see where, it, where it, I don't know, just to me it's about the way these offensive coordinators think now. They're thinking big right. on, on every single play. And, and Ball has to come out. It's cover zero. Ball has to come out. You have two yeah. seconds to get the ball out of your hands. It's not any pretty good plays. You can't run any great route combinations outside of a pick play. Yeah. We saw Patrick Holmes, the greatest quarterback in our game right now, make the same decision. Did the guy make the play? No, but you still make the right play. LeBron tells you that all the time. You still make the right play. Fair enough. We'll leave it there. At the end of the day, it was the Woody boot. So we've looked at all the different scenarios. Bottom line is Cowboys now get a mini buy, and then they get the Eagles. But before they get that, the Eagles have to deal with San Francisco in the game of the weekend on Sunday. So let's do DraftKings Sportsbook Predictions brought to you by DraftKings on that game. Bart, talk about Jalen Hurts. Will he have more or less than 242.5 passing yards? I think less. Uh, listen, Jalen Hurst, that's a tough defense right there. I think running the ball is going to be their key to success. Mike T, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. Will he rush for more or less than 72 and a half yards? Significantly more. If there's a vulnerability on this Eagles defense, it's right down the middle. Their linebacker play has not been good, and they're injured, and I think McCaffrey exploits it. All right, and then, Lewis, let's go back to the Eagles offense. A.J. Brown, more or less 73 and a half receiving yards. I think it's going to be more. Look, as good as San Francisco is, as, much, as well as they can rush the passer, they have had wide receivers have big days against them in the back end producing explosive plays. And A.J. Brown, if you feed him, he will produce those explosives. I think he goes well over 73 yards. All right, let, let me show you all right now exactly why the Eagles are going to win this game. <laughs> Will, put the picks up on the screen. This is a mortal lock. I mean, every single time. Right now, if you are watching us in Philadelphia, by all means, take screenshots of your television and get ready to post these on Sunday night because every dope on Get Up we really thinks should, San Francisco is going to win. We no really problem. should talk these things out before we make the pick. <laughs> well, just send an email with the pick, and you're like, oh, am I going to be the only one? Picking San Francisco, and, and sure enough. Don't forget, uh, you can, uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, our one-day version from the game last night is this. An incredible college football weekend. Five enormous games, the biggest, the SEC championship, Alabama-Georgia. If Bama wins, could the SEC get shut out of the playoff? That was brought up to Nick Saban on Pat McAfee's show yesterday. Here's what he said. I think there should be some representation 
from the SEC, regardless of who wins the game, absolutely. I think this is one of the best leagues, um, you know, in the country. Uh, and if you're a one-loss team and you play through this league, uh, I think you're one of the best four teams in the country. So that was what he said yesterday, or excuse me, this morning. We had Paul Feinbaum on this show. Here was his response. Listen, Greeny, are you an Aaron Rodgers fan? I agree with Nick Saban. Of course, uh, he makes sense. And, and he, he's not just saying it uh, because he's being parochial. Uh, the SEC is the best league in college football. It, it has five of the top 13 or 14 schools. And, and Nick Saban understands that. And, and on top of all that, he would have beaten the number one team in the country. The two biggest wins of this year after, after that happens, assuming it does, would be Michigan over Ohio State and obviously Alabama over Georgia. So I completely agree. And, and I think he is dead on here. All right, so we've heard from Nick Saban. We've heard from Paul Feinbaum. Let us hear from our buddy Greg McElroy. You, of course, played at Bama. In the scenario in which Bama beats Georgia, if the SEC is left out entirely of the college football playoff, what will be your first comment on this show Monday morning? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, the world is about to implode uh, if, in fact, that comes down because the SEC universally has performed so well, Greeny in national championship settings. I think it's the strongest league top to bottom. I think it's the league with the best players. I think it's the league that has the most NFL draft picks. And when you're playing against pros, as we've learned at the NCAA tournament in the past, when you play have pros, you have chances to win big games. And if you look at the dominance on display by the SEC dating back to the BCS era, uh, it's pretty one-sided over just about everybody else. So I, I think the reaction would be very strong, and rightfully so, given the way the teams have performed in the past on the highest levels of the sport. That said, what will your reaction be? Bama beats Georgia. Is there any question in your mind Bama gets in? There is. Uh, The elephant in the room, no pun intended, uh, knowing Alabama's mascot. Uh, The elephant in the room is the fact that one of the teams that Alabama's being measured against has the head-to-head. That would be Texas. And if Texas is able to win against The Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Big 12 championship game on Saturday at noon Eastern. Uh, Shameless promotion will be on the call. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if Texas is able to win that game, they have the head-to-head against Alabama. They went to Tuscaloosa in week two and won the game. And at the committee, the committee always takes them. Their goal is to put the four best teams, but they don't do that, Greeny. They take the path of least resistance, the path that's easiest to justify. They can tell me all they want, about, well, it's the four best teams, it's the four best teams. Well, your actions speak so loudly, I don't hear what you say. And frankly, what they've shown me over the last 10 years is they'll put the four best teams based on what they can justify. And I think Texas beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa is very easy for people to grasp and comprehend. So I think Texas would have the edge over Alabama based on what the committee's done to this point. Let me give you another scenario. Desmond brought this up this morning. No team has ever fallen from being number one going into the final rankings to being out entirely. So Georgia right now is number one. Desmond brought up a scenario where Alabama beats Georgia tomorrow night in the SEC championship game, but Georgia still gets in and Alabama doesn't. What would be your reaction if that happens? The committees are, that's a ludicrous thought by Des. I love him to death, but that's ludicrous because the committee over the last four weeks since Halloween That was the first committee playoff rankings that was released. Since Halloween, Texas has been in front of Alabama. They've been seven. Bama's been eight. Whether you agree with that or not is perfectly fine, but the committee has already shown us that head-to-head matters. So in the event in which Bama beats Georgia, Bama will likely be ahead of Georgia 
in the final rankings that the committee gives us. Now, is Alabama four? Is Alabama five? That's what we need to find out. And it's really different this year, Greeny, because people are trying to cite recent history. This is the first time that we could potentially have drama on Selection Day since 2018. So we haven't had anything quite like this in a while. That year it was Oklahoma against Ohio State. Well, this year it might be Texas against Alabama, against Oregon, against an undefeated Florida State. So it's the first time in a while that we've had drama. So yeah, I think it's a real possibility that, that Bama and Georgia could be left out of the college football playoff. We've also never had four undefeated conference champions. We could have that if Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington all win out. I will be watching your game and all the games tomorrow, McElroy. Thank you, and we'll check in with you next week. Let me make sure you're ready for the weekend. And by that, I mean you watching at home, the huge college weekend. You got Oregon-Washington tonight. That's for the Pac-12. Monster game. Then tomorrow, you heard it, McElroy's got the Big 12 game. Enormous importance. Saturday night, the whole world watching. Does Florida State punch themselves a ticket? You will all find out together, as we all will, Sunday noon, exclusive reveal of the college football playoff on ESPN and the ESPN app. All right, coming up next, did Dak just make the biggest MVP statement of the season, and can he carry the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? We're back to answering those questions, and we'll see if Graziano can answer this one from Hembo. Here we go. The Cowboys have won 14 consecutive home games. Which team has the record for most consecutive home wins in NFL history? That's a good question. The answer's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We always party here. Mike, who? We're getting a little far afield. Why you got to be a, a Debbie Downer? Right. Grab the reins, baby. There you go, Let's bro. Let's get them holding the show together. Daniel is out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain your tweets, or should we call it explain your exes now? Yeah, I don't want to bring up my exes. Yeah. No. You can have a seat. He's not your nephew. It's just great TV. It's Louisville, not Louisville. Everyone like, mad. I'm going to stand here and defend Rex. As crazy as Rex is, Tom Brady was the only reason you won anyway. Woo-hoo! My boy Rex, oh wow! I know I'm the damn best, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He was a wrecking ball. Trying to figure out if that's going to cost us money. Do you see Ohio State getting back in there at all? Do you see Frank Wright getting another head coaching job in the NFL? Giant fire! Oh my goodness gracious, that is intimidating. Go Bishop. Oh! Jeff, show him your move, man. Show him I can't show him. I can't show him. America's not ready for that. I missed you guys. I really did. Thank you, everybody, for holding it down. A lot of fun week. Okay. This is a great question. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good, interesting answers flying around. Everyone has got an answer. Cowboys have won 14 straight home games. 
What team has the record for most consecutive home wins ever? Like I said, a lot of interesting answers flying around. I went back to the 70s and the Orange Bowl, and the Miami Dolphins in 72 were undefeated. People don't remember. Like, the next year, I think they were 12-2. and two. Like, they just won and won and won. So, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. That is correct. Wow. He's got it right. That, that is incredible. Yeah. Let the record show not one other person in the room guess that. In, I thought I heard somebody me. say Miami. Didn't somebody say Miami? No, you. You were the only one who said Miami. Myself. The, the Packers were my the closest to it. Just remarkable. Look Packers at that. Thirty-three to thirteen. That's how the Dolphins used to do it. That is a remarkable job, Graziano. No one is better at anything than you are at this. In the meantime, let's talk about one of the things Dak Prescott did last night. Jalen Hurts remains at this moment the favorite to win the MVP, but look who is sneaking up right behind him. After Mahomes, it's Dak Prescott, who is now third in the MVP race. And, and as I get everyone in on this conversation here, what is your – right this minute, Lewis, I mean, if we had to pick the MVP of the league, is it Dak right oh. now the way he's played this last month and change? Yeah, I mean, he, he's right there for me. You know, like before – when they asked, when this question was asked last night, before yeah. Dak played, I said it's Brock Purdy. It, 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 it just has to because Brock Purdy is leading the lead, league in uh, total QBR. His completion percentage over expected is top 10. I mean, this is a guy whose yards per attempt are over nine. The next closest guy is almost a full yard behind him. His touchdown-interception ratio is just ridiculous. And then Dak puts up the game he has last night. Then he pulls back ahead of him. It brought, so I'm still going to stick with Brock Purdy, especially if he has the kind of game I expected to have on Sunday. Now, I know he may not be the popular choice, and Dan made a compelling argument earlier, which was this. If Dak wins the division and Dallas is able to go on and win a couple of playoff games and maybe even make it to the Super Bowl, he look, well, it'll be decided before that, but he'll win the MVP. But Brock Purdy right now, you'd have, you, I'd, it'd be tough for me to say that a quarterback is playing any better than what he is playing right now. Bart, your, your choice intrigues me. Talk to me. I like Tyreek Hill because where would the Miami Dolphins be with Tyreek Hill? He's the number one option, and you know they have a legitimate chance to have the best record in all of football. Mm -hmm. You know if they can come out, you know they'll have opportunity to play the Ravens, and they'll have big wins at the end. If they have those big wins, it's going to be Tyreek Hill letting it up. This is the year I believe with no clear runaway at quarterback where none quarterback deserves to win the MVP, and Tyreek Hill is very, um, especially if he goes over 2,000. I like to think that. I, 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 I always want to see someone who isn't a quarterback yeah, getting not the some legitimate consideration. I like that conversation. Yeah, for me, Green, though, with Dak, like it's really two bites of the apple. One a couple weeks ago in Philly, literally a couple of inches, a couple of different plays, they're in first place. And next week, if they beat Philadelphia, I'm hard-pressed to think that he's not going to be the reason why. Like, it's not what he's just doing in the passing game. The consequential plays he's making with his legs, and I think they're going to keep getting better. That's the trend that they're on, and I think he wins it this year. Well, Danny, you said it earlier this morning that if the Cowboys come back and win the NFC East, and that's an, they're enormously long way away from doing that, but if they do that, yeah. he probably has a very good Probably. Chance. Just the way the award voting works, mm -hmm. right? That's like right. It, it, a lot of times it's about storylines and, and all mm -hmm. that. And, you know, and Brock Purdy... Uh, Lewis is absolutely right, but I, I believe that his draft position will be held against him 
uh, for the rest of his life, unfortunately, right? Like people will always assume uh, it's yeah. happening around him. I picked the quarterback on the team with the best record. I feel like that's usually a guy that wins MVP. <laughs> I got it. I, I, th- I thought that, yeah, I thought that, that, and honestly, look, I mean, what he does and what we saw him do on Sunday, I, I just think, I mean, he, he's become the center of everything there in, in, in all important ways. We've talked about how they've changed coordinators. Uh, a lot of the defense isn't what it was last year. So I think Jalen Hurts, honestly, like I really like Bart's pick. I might have gone that way if he hadn't because I think that that's a guy that, that, that makes a difference on a different level. But I think Jalen Hurts is that guy. It's also pretty remarkable at a time in the league where almost every starting quarterback was a first-round pick. None of the three of them on our screen were. Jalen, second round. Dak Prescott, fourth Mm. round. And, of course, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant the year he came out. All right, much more to do as we continue here on Get Up Today. And then first take will take over for us. Uh, We got much more on the Cowboys. Stephen A., was he impressed? I cannot wait to hear what Stephen A. has to say about Dak Prescott. And I won't have to wait much longer. They're live, top of the hour. All right, don't miss uh, your weekend beginning tonight. Star-studded NBA doubleheader. We got Embiid in the Sixers, Tatum in the Celtics. And then we got Jokic taking on KD in the Suns. Great stuff. Coverage begins NBA Countdown 7 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Uh, That was so great to be back. Thank you, everybody, for the nice notes the last couple of days. And, gentlemen, I enjoyed it so much. Why don't we just stay right here and do some radio? Sounds good to me. Sounds good. What do you think? We got, I like the idea. We will be coast-to-coast coast on ESPN Radio, the three of us talking about last night's Cowboys victory and a whole lot more in exactly 60 seconds. Stephen A., what do you think? You going to have some fun today? I don't know. Not well, a great day for him. We'll, <laughs> we'll all find out right now. <laughs> 